Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and tax planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Hello and welcome to Smart Simple Wealth. Today we're going to delve into the world of tax efficient investing strategies for smart wealth growth. I am your host, Carrie Qureshi, alongside my new co-host, JR Qureshi. JR, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, hello. Good to be back. So you didn't run away after last month's episode. You decided that you could come back for more. Yeah, I figured I'd come back for at least one more. <laughs> well, good to have you. So today we're talking about tax-efficient investing. It's a very important topic because while most people think about what they invest in, not everyone really considers how those tax implications of the investments can impact the overall returns. And remember, it's not what you make that counts. It's what you keep. We're also going to be talking about if you could live in any fictional world from a book, movie, or game, where would you live and why? But we're going to come back to that because I want to talk about our quote of the show today, which is the best retirement plan is not merely measured in dollars, but in the quality of life it affords. JR, any thoughts on that? Yes, I I agree with that that quote wholeheartedly. I mean, because, you know, For a lot of the clients, you know, that we help with retirement planning, money is a tool. Money is a tool to buy back their time for travel, for a sense of purpose. Maybe they're giving back, doing charity or mission work. So really, you know, in retirement, having that quality of life and doing the things that are really, really important to them. So I love, love that quote. Let's jump into our topic for today's show and start off by understanding what we mean by tax efficient investing. Simply put, it involves strategically managing your investments to take full advantage of tax laws and minimize the amount of taxes that you pay over time. And the strategy can maximize your after tax returns and really help you grow your wealth more efficiently. So we have a couple of strategies for tax efficient investing. JR, the first is asset location. And, you know, asset location is really just talking about the type of account that you hold your investments in can significantly impact your tax bill. Tax advantage or tax deferred accounts like 401ks, IRAs, health savings accounts can really offer opportunities for tax-free or tax-deferred growth. And, You know, it's just important that when you're building these portfolios, you want to consider this tax efficiency. You don't want to own the same things in different accounts, right? Tax deferred versus um, taxable. One example is interest for bonds, right? Interest from bonds is taxed as ordinary income, so it can really be beneficial to hold bonds in tax advantaged, tax deferred accounts. Stocks, on the other hand, they tend to be more tax efficient as long-term capital gains rates are generally lower than your ordinary income rates. So therefore, stocks might be better suited for taxable accounts where you're paying capital gains rates, you know, every year. JR, does that make sense? And do you have anything to, to add in on asset location? Yeah, you know, and I think a lot of what we do too is we look at each individual as an individual and making sure that we put their investments where is best suited for them at that point in time in their life. So, you know, you have someone that's closer to retirement or someone that's just starting out in their investment journey. Each person has a different spot. They're all good. I think that for the long term, investing in any of these is good. But 
choosing the best one for an, a particular individual where they're at in their investment journey is what right. we really try to do. Right. No, good, good point. So the next strategy is capital gains strategies. Can you tell me a little bit more about this approach? Yeah. So, you know, capital gains, there's two different types of capital gains. We have short-term capital gains and long-term capital gains, and it really affects the rate that you're getting taxed at, if it's a short-term rate or a long-term rate. And a short-term capital gain is anything less than one year. And anything less than one year would be taxed at ordinary income rates. So whatever tax bracket you're in, if you have a stock that you're buying and selling, thinking we're riding waves of the buy the dips and sell the highs type things, you get taxed at a short-term gain, which is an ordinary rate, which is what your tax bracket is at that point in time. Um, a long-term capital gain would be, it's taxed at, for most individuals, it's taxed at about 15%. It's taxed at 15%. And that would be anything that you hold for longer than a year. And that could be real estate, that could be stocks, that can be any investment tool that we have. So it sounds like the timing and how long you own a stock is going to be really important because that is going to affect how it's taxed when you actually sell it. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want to hold on to something for 11 months and 28 days and sell it and then get taxed at a short term rate when you could have held on to it for two more days and sold it and not been taxed as much. And, and that's something you even look at for what your return on investment is because, you know, that tax rate could totally change what your return on investment is because all of a sudden you start paying more in taxes than what your return is. Right. But on the flip side of that is that you also shouldn't make tax considerations be the sole driver of your investment decisions. And so you definitely need to look at the potential tax benefits or I guess, you know, negatives, but it needs to be weighed against the other factors like the performance of the investment, your overall financial goals and market conditions, because it may make sense that even though you're going to be taxed at short-term rates, maybe a higher tax rate, maybe you did need to liquidate it for other factors and overall that was the right decision, correct? It's, right, yes. Okay, but just you're saying to be aware of how it's taxed on on how long you've owned that stock. Exactly. Okay. Let's talk about tax advantaged investments. You know, certain investments are designed to be tax efficient, such as index funds and ETFs. I know with with our retirement portfolios, we do use a lot of ETFs. And it's basically because they have lower turnover within the ETF. There's not a lot of buying and selling, so it's not creating a lot of taxable gains. And that's why we like it and why it's known to be tax efficient, similar to index funds. The fourth item or strategy is tax loss harvesting. JR, we, we hear this word thrown around a lot. Can you tell me a little bit more about this strategy? Yeah, so tax loss harvesting, really what it involves is selling your investments that have declined in value to offset some of the capital gains that some of your other successful investments have had. You know, this usually is something that we look towards the end of the year. Right. So, you know, we look at it at the end of the year and we try to decide here's an opportunity to do some harvesting and we take some underperforming portions of your portfolio and we sell those to offset some of that capital gains. Right. So you're recognizing that loss on the investment portfolio to neutralize or offset any gains that they may have somewhere else. Right. Okay. Yes. And overall that lowers their, their tax burden. That, yes. That's a great point and a great strategy. I just feel like a lot of people don't take advantage of that, you know, and, yes. and, and make that happen. The last is gift and inheritance strategies. One of my favorite topics, but you really need to understand how to strategically use gifts and inheritances to minimize taxes, maximize the wealth transfer. 
where we are, you know, this year in 2023, the estate tax exemption is pretty high. So each person has $12.92 million to gift during their lifetime or to pass along upon death without tax. But that is set to change in 2026. That exemption is going to be cut in half to around $6 million, we think. So there are some strategies now for using up that exemption. We're having, you know, some higher net worth business owners gifting assets now where they're not going to pay tax on it. Their kids aren't going to pay tax on it. But really just to understand, you know, how you can utilize those strategies with your overall financial picture. So great information today on tax-efficient investing. Let's jump into our mailbag question for the day. This question is from Sarah. Sarah is in Paragul, and she says, I plan to retire next year and start taking Social Security benefits. Will these benefits be subject to tax? This is a great question because I feel like there's a huge misconception out there about Social Security benefits. And the astonishing answer to this is, yes, it's probably going to be taxed. You know, whether your Social Security benefits are subject to tax, it really depends on your total income and your marital status. If you were just getting Social Security benefits and no other form of income, like you didn't have a pension or annuity or you weren't working part-time, then your Social Security benefits would not be taxable. But if you did have some of that other income, and if it was taxable income that had to be reported on your tax return, a portion of your Social Security benefits could be taxable. Um, It depends on your earned income, but anywhere from 50 to 85% of your Social Security benefits could be taxed again. So great question about Social Security benefits and taxes. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our regular programming to bring you an exciting announcement. At Qureshi Law & Wealth, community has always been at the heart of everything they do. And today, we can't wait to share their latest initiative with you. Introducing Qureshi Helping Hands, a program that embodies their commitment to making a positive impact in Northeast Arkansas and beyond. This program not only aligns with their core values, but also showcases their dedication to giving back to the communities that have supported them. Every quarter, our team will roll up their sleeves and participate in a community service project. But here's where it gets even better. We want to involve you in their mission to make a difference. And we want your suggestions for upcoming service projects. On our website, you'll find all the details about our inspiring new program and discover how you can be a part of shaping the future of their community service projects. And now, let's get back to our regularly scheduled programming. Wait a minute! Who are you? Okay, it is time for our getting to know you section. JR, we played this little trivia round last time. Today's question is, if you could live in any fictional world, this could be from a book, a movie, even a game, where would you live and why? I think that I would like to live in the Star Wars world. I don't know which planet (laughs) I would want to live on because none of them, I mean... Some of them are nice, like Alderaan, maybe. Maybe I'd like to live on Alderaan. Because a lot of the planets look like hot yeah. and dry and sandy. Like, like so Tatooine is, is sand, and um, it's all sand. Just so much sand. So, yeah. I'm um, probably in the Star Wars universe. 
I guess. Okay. Yeah. So for me, you know, obviously having a, a three-year-old, we watch a lot of cartoons, but she's really been stuck on watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I know it's... <laughs> <laughs> late summer fall but we're still watching how how the grinch stole christmas but i think i would like to live in whoville because their houses look really unique they're like whimsical you know getting around town it just looks like a lot of fun and i honestly i wouldn't even mind living in the grinch's house his cave it looks pretty cozy i don't know but i think that that would be kind of a, a fun place to live so that is all for our getting to know you segment but i also want to tell listeners about our retirement report card our retirement report card is a free service and we are going to look at five key areas for retirement success we're going to look at an income plan we're going to look at medical and healthcare expenses we're going to look at advanced financial planning strategies risk management and tax efficient strategies and you're going to get a letter grade a b c d on how you're doing in preparation for retirement on those areas. We've had tremendous feedback on this service. It's really helped a lot of our clients say, hey, we're doing good in these couple areas, but you know, how do we improve uh, maybe paying less in taxes? How about managing our risk? We don't wanna lose that much in the stock market you know, this close to retirement. Really starting that conversation and, and planning before they do actually retire. So if you're interested in getting your free retirement report card, please give us a call. Our office number is 870-275-4304, and we will get you more information on the report card. Now, if you have any questions or want to submit a question for the show, you can contact us at the phone number I just gave you or online at www.kureshilaw.com. I'll make sure we have a link to the website in our show notes. Again, our website, we've really worked hard on it to have a lot of free resources. So if you're just starting out on your wealth or legal or tax journey, there's a lot of webinars, resources, quizzes for you to get a good background on anything that you're interested in. Thank you for joining us today on Smart Simple Wealth. We hope you've gained some valuable insights on tax-efficient investing strategies for smart wealth growth. And stay tuned for our next episode where we continue to explore the magic of integrated financial, legal, and tax planning. Until then, have a great day. I'm Carrie Qureshi with my co-host, J.R. Qureshi. Investment advisory services offered by Qureshi Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. Qureshi Law Firm and Qureshi Wealth Management are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice. They're not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.